How'd they look coming back from spring break? Were they? Uh, Sunday's practice, I uh, was very, very pleased with the tempo. Usually the biggest problem you have on the first day back. Let me explain any, any time off, not just the first day back from break. Football players, by nature, are creatures of habit. They get into a routine, and you know that's you know that's the, that's how they usually excel. Like you get in, you know, get into a standard how you know this is what you're doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you get into a routine, and usually that 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 that's how you thrive. So anytime they've had that much time off, especially with you know people traveling all over the place, you know beaches all over the place, some people going home, some people being here. I mean, it's kind of a mad scramble. But fortunately, everyone was here. You know, you know everyone was here on pl and plenty of time, if not early. But, you know, we had a nice casually occasional meal beforehand, which was really good. And and you know we had we met and. You know, we practiced till 10 o'clock at night, uh, but I was very, very pleased with the tempo. Now, as far as the execution of practice, there were things there that, you know, that I wouldn't exactly say were the sharpest of all time, but to be, to be honest with you, it was the offense's best practice they've had. And, you know, the defense has definitely had the advantage over the offense, as, as everyone here would have expected. First of all, our defense is a lot more of a veteran group, A, and B, you know, we're putting in a new offense. So the, that, the combination of those two things uh, should come to no surprise that the defense has been ahead of the offense. But that was not the case on Sunday night for the first time. So it uh, depends on which side of the ball you're on. At the 2.30 meeting or at 3 o'clock today, I think when Clint's talking to the defense, I'm going to sit in there with the defense. I don't get to do that too much. Now I get to do that now. I'm going to sit in there and listen how pleasant that's going to be because we've tried to be a lot more positive this year, but Clint is calling this not positive Tuesday. You know, So um, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to being a fly on the wall for that meeting. Is it too early to assess, you know, how the quarterbacks are doing with this offense? Or, you know, uh, that much? Uh, the answer would be talking out of both sides of my mouth, both okay. yes and no. Yeah. I think a, a few people have separate. I think there's been clear separation, uh, clear separation among amongst the, the multiple quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, both the staff and the, and the team and the players themselves kind of see where the separation is. But, you know, it's not like we're going to come out and say, you know, Matt Tate's the starting quarterback right now. We're nowhere near, you know, we're nowhere near that. As a matter of fact, one of the things we're going to do uh, in tomorrow's, today's practice, is for a good portion of the practice, Heaps isn't going to, isn't going to get any reps. So we're just going to take him for a good portion of the practice saying Heaps is out. You know, so... That what that does is it kind of forces everyone's hands. You know, you you have that security blanket of the guy with with experience. Now all of a sudden you don't have that security blanket anymore. So for uh, the majority of practice today, he'll go through everything else and he'll pre he'll he'll have some team reps. But for I would say for multiple reps of team, he won't even he won't even get a snap. So we'll see how people respond. But we're too far. We're too, it's too pre, it would be premature right now to say, you know, where we are. But I think that, you know, it, it's very apparent that there's there's clear separation, 
you know, there's clear separation at the position. Is that separation based on just experience and, and how they look? It's solely based off of performance. Okay. You know, you know we, we've taken factors like experience to, and just thrown them out the window, and everything's based off of performance. Now, performance is both execution and, and managing the operation. Because you know, you know the whole, the whole deal now is is at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. So you know, even though the play caller John has a lot of burden of the responsibility himself, I mean the quarterback you know has to run the operation, you know, and it also puts more pressure on all the players too, because now the players are all looking. You know, it's not just the quarterback looking for a signal. You know, now everyone's looking for a signal. You know, so. That's uh, interesting. It's been a little bit of a learning experience for, for me as well because, you know, I give my, you know, my input either, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, um, prior to a practice or after a practice, but I don't give my input at all in the, after, in, in the afternoon. I let them attract the practice, just kind of matriculate, and then, then I... Re, then I for, for example, Matt, I spent a lot of time on both um, Friday and Saturday of this past week when everyone was still on break. I spent Friday and Saturday in here watching the scrimmage in detail that we had had the Thursday beforehand. So this way, when the coaches came back on Sunday afternoon, I could say, okay, here's all the things I saw. Now tell me where I'm right and tell me where I'm wrong. So... I probably spent about 10 hours in here on Friday and Saturday just analyzing one scrimmage tape so that I could, you know, ask a, both, a bunch of questions on both sides of the ball. On the tape, were there any positives that stood out to you? Oh, there's a whole bunch. You know, there's a whole bunch of good things right now. I mean, you know, you know we can give this, the standard ones that, that show up, but really, you know, I don't want the de I didn't want the defense to have a false sense of security because they're ahead of the offense, because all of a sudden you start feeling good about yourself because you're ahead of the other side of the ball. When actually, you know, you there's things that you're doing that leave yourself very vulnerable. And what I kind of did on Sunday is I made the offense call some of those things that made the defense vulnerable. So I said, John, here's here's a couple things you could do that they that they just won't be ready for. And it was, it wasn't a good day for the defense, you know. So it's kind of interesting for me, John, because now I'm in a position where I could do that, where I could sit there and say, "Look, at this is where they're vulnerable. Go ahead and get after that." And, you know, then they do it, and everyone comes out on offense, comes out smiling for the first time because, you know, some of those things that I told them about were, were, came came to fruition. Let's just say that. Well, he's one of the he's one of the he's one of the leading candidates. But but because he's the most experienced, what ends up sometimes is you fall into that security blanket mentality. You know, because he you would expect him to run the operation better than everyone else, just by experience alone. So take him out of the mix and let's see how everyone else reacts when he's not just a contender. To, you know, today for a good portion of the practice, he, he's not even a contender. He's just out there. So it puts more pressure on everybody else. 
And if you don't do that, you never know how everyone else, it might, it's not just Montel, it's everybody, you know, it's TJ, it's Michael, you know, it's Jordan, it's, you know, it's how everyone responds, you know, to the competition when one of the, one of the, one of the potential leading candidates isn't involved in the mix. It's just as if somebody got injured. Is that your idea to do that and test those other guys, I guess? Yeah, well, I talked about it last week. I said, we need to... You know, we need to put more pressure in this quarterback competition. We need to put more pressure when you have when you're trying to rep five guys. Okay, when you're trying to rep five guys, you don't get enough you don't get enough true reps. So if you take one of them out of the mix, it gives everyone a lot more reps, and then you know, and it gives you an opportunity to 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 get a better evaluation of everybody. When you talk about that learning experience and you know some of this being new for you, is it are you enjoying it? I mean, is it is it learning only, or is it kind of invigorating too for you personally? Well, I mean, you know, I've I've gone the extra mile to make sure that I'm um, not I'm letting the offensive staff put in the offense. You know, I'm not coming in and say do this, that, and the other thing. Now, within the, within their system within their system and what they have. I obviously studied what their system is. It isn't like I don't know what the plays are. But with but within their system, there's things that, you know, that so many so many times in the springtime you're worrying more about installation than you're worrying about execution. So I said, let's take a time out here and let's spend a little bit more about execution than installation. And I said, we can play catch up some other time. Okay, but you have to make sure you're, you're not just putting in stuff, you're actually getting better at things. So that's, uh, that, that's, where, that's the one value that I could definitely feel that I can help on, on both sides of the ball, to be honest with you. There's a lot of candidates at running back. Has anybody caught your attention so far? Pardon me? A lot of candidates at running back. Has anybody there, there's a lot of candidates at running back. The, the one guy who... You know, like I said, I'm not going to proclaim anyone as uh, as the runaway, but Brandon has transitioned nicely back into a halfback only position. You know, because he was kind of away from that. You know, last year, you know, playing over where Tony was playing over where Tony was playing, and he's transitioned nicely back into that position. Too bad Tom's not here; he'd be all happy that I said that. You know, you know, but. Uh, um, I think that that's that, that's that's helped us that's helped us tremendously. Do, do you? I mean, do they have a depth chart right now? Whether you're going to let us see it or not? Do, do the players have one? Do, do they know where they stand, kind of? Well, I mean, if we if we say first offense go out there, yeah. I mean, guys know who's going out there. You know, I mean, if when we call a personnel group, and I don't think there'd, there'd be like a should I go out or should I go out? I mean, they they kind they kind of know who's and. Really, for for the first multiple days, that bounced around some. Sure. But I think that I don't think that's bouncing around so much right now. And you know, this is a busy week for us. You know, because Sunday was really the last day of last week. We count Sunday as the last day of the week, not the first day of the week. So Sunday's practice actually counted towards hours towards last week. So that didn't fit into that 20-hour week that really started. You know, started, so we're going Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday because of the coaching clinic. You know, so this is a this is the one. 
you say it's a four-day week, but throw Sunday in there, it's you know it's like a five-day week. So this is this is the busiest football week that they'll have right, right through spring ball, because come next week it's just back to you know Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then the last week's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's all they got left. You said that uh, Tony was going to be maybe limited a little bit uh, during spring contact-wise. Has that been the case? And- Actually, we we let him get hit a little bit, okay, so that he gets it out of the way. And he actually got hit got hit a little bit. I'm not I'm not stupid enough to let Tony get hit a whole bunch right now. I mean, but I had it. You know, he has to find out. You know, he has to find it. You don't want it the first time he gets hit is in the, in the, in the opener. You know, so he actually got hit, and, you know, he didn't know whether he was hurt or not hurt. And he came off the field and said it was – he told me it was probably the best thing that happened to him that, you know, that he got hit because he realized that, okay, you know, this is – that's right. I remember this feeling, you know, when you, you know, after a hit you get up and you're okay. You know, so that was actually a good thing for him. Other but, than him, who else at that wide receiver spot is maybe stood out during the spring? Well, I mean, I could talk about, you know, Harwell, but I think that uh, everyone would expect me to talk about Harwell. Probably the guy who's really had the best camp of anyone is probably is probably Rod Coleman. I mean, he's 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 done a really nice job. Now he's a long way from being a polished guy. Okay, but he's big, he's fast, catches most most everything that's thrown to him. You know, he gets open. You know, uh, Eric's doing a really nice job with fundamentals and techniques and route definition. So that's been improving steadily with all these guys. But, you know, know, like I said, I could talk about Harwell, but probably the guy who I've been, I wouldn't say surprised, but probably most pleased with has probably been Coleman. You say best camp of anyone, you mean any of the receivers? I mean anyone on offense. He's got an extra year now, right? Mm-hmm. So do you, do you think that maybe uh, that give him some energy or anything like that, knowing that he's all of a sudden it's going to be... No, the fact that we're throwing it to him a lot, I think <laughs> that's what's giving him the extra energy. You know, because people, you know, you know, you line up in formations, most of the attention that even our defense spends goes to Harwell, Harwell first and Tony second. Well, when, when Coleman's the isolated guy... You know, he's a lot of one-on-one, you know, and he'll get a lot of one-on-one. You know, he'll be, you know, whether people play man-free, you know, one cover with man across, or whether we play four, what I call press, where everyone's pressed up, okay, really it's just come down to what, you know, what the weak safety does. If the weak safety rotates the middle field, you throw it to Coleman. If the weak safety goes the other way, you throw, you throw it to the three-receiver side. I mean, it's, it's really not that complicated, but... You know, if you don't have anyone that's getting open, open on the single receiver side, you got a problem. And he's been getting open, which that, that's that, that's that's a that's a positive. Is Kevin Short pushing for is he progressing? Well, he's been running the first nickel. I mean, so I mean, he's you know he's we haven't spent a lot of time putting him at corner because he's already running with the first group. You know, so. In his case right here, we know that we can put Kevin out at corner, you know, but right now those two guys that are playing corner are going to be tough to beat out.
even even if Kevin might be a little bit more athletic than both of them, I mean, those two guys have a year on, you know, they're battle-tested. You know, they've gone through a year in a system, and they know what they're doing. Those two guys are both, you know, both Dexter and Jacory are, are both pretty good players. So it gives an opportunity now to put, you know, all three of those guys out there at the same time. And to be, on, be honest with you, probably the most pleasant surprise on defense has been Greg Allen because he's playing that same position. He's playing right. He's playing the same position Kevin is, and what that does, John, it gives you some flexibility. Where if one of those guys got banged up outside, and you real instead of going to one of the guys listed as a backup corner, if you wanted to put out put out the next best guy you thought out there was Kevin, because Greg Allen's had a nice camp. You could you know you could bounce you could bounce Kevin outside if you if you needed to. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you know Ben's, you know Ben's been getting a lot of reps, and you know he's ready, willing, and able. You know, you remember now he hadn't played yet, you know, so he was here last year. You know, great, really good athlete coming out of high school. You know, redshirted last year, had a, did a nice job down there on the show team, but now you're playing with the big boys. You know, but. Um, I think he seems to be one of those guys who just gets better every day in practice. And that's not a coaching phrase, that's that's an observation. You know, he seems to, you know, just get get better almost every almost every practice. And the one of that has to do with the fact that he gains more confidence that, you know, that, that he can that he can play with the big boys. What are some of the challenges with installation? You're talking about going through a whole new offense. Don't go too fast. That's the biggest, you know, as, as a guy who's installed and play called, you want to get everything in, okay? So you have a catch-22, how much you want to put in versus how, how much you want to worry about execution. Well, if you if at the end of 14 practices before the spring game, if you've got a bunch of stuff in and you're no good at anything, what difference did it make? You know, so you, you have to make sure that you take some time you take some time to make sure that you, you start to hang, have a few things you can hang your hat on. And that's starting to evolve. You, you're starting to actually see that now. You're starting to see some things that when they call certain plays, you expect you, know, you expect some of the plays, you know, because they're run multiple times to, you know, get more productivity. You said you stopped practice one time to make sure execution, you know, was important. I think that... That that's really, that's really not you know, when you're when you're on a timetable. This is in the NFL where you get unlimited hours now, and when you get down there, you're on the clock. You, know, you only get a four-hour day, you know. So between meeting time and everything, four hours is four hours. I mean, so you know, it isn't like you know, uh, I can't tell you the number of times in my career we've started practice completely over. We, we might be an hour and a half into practice and say, okay, we're starting at stretching. So that hour and a half just thrown out. Well, you can't do that here. I mean, when, you're out, when you have to be off the field, I mean, it's 6.47 and you're post-stretching all up and at 7 o'clock they're coming in, taking a shower, taking a shower, going to, the, going to grab, grab some food and have tutors at 8. You know, the tutors are going to be there at 8. And... and if you want to give them time to shower and grab something to eat, you can't have a chance for do-overs. So really, 
those things, the spending the, the times with the installation of worrying more about execution, those take place on Monday, Wednesday, on the off days when the coaches' staff puts together, okay, what are we going to do on Tuesday in practice to go ahead and get ourselves better? And you, know, you have to decide how much installation you're going to put in versus how much repetition you know, are, are you going to do on things that you think where you're going to hang your hat. I think that, you know, at this point right now, as far as confidence with players playing, I think that without getting into names of everyone, there's about eight guys that, that we believe that we could go to a game, a game with and, and win. Now, now, you'd like to have ten but we think we have about eight. Now, we're obviously repping more than eight, okay, but, you know, that's that's about where we think we are right now. Now, you know, we have, you know, a guy or two banged up, we have a guy not here yet, you know, you know, you'd like to you'd like to go go in there and say, well, you, you know, you, you feel, you know, well, we got three guys not here yet, including the two freshmen, you know, but uh, you know, a junior college guy and two high school guys not here yet on top of everything else. So you'd like to, as you're, as you're looking through there, go into the season figuring, figuring you had a backup at every position. But I can tell you right now, the, 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 we're talking about delineation or separation. The separation is pretty clear cut at most of the positions. There's a clear one versus two at most of the positions. Not all, but most. Well, your first look at, uh, I guess, at TJ in action, has progression been okay for him? Slow, like Mentally, TJ is very, very, very sharp. There's a reason why you walk in that hallway and you see kids that have 4-0s and TJ's names down there. You know, mentally, he's very sharp. That. Uh, I think that once again, you know, you, you went through a year of not playing, and I think that that year of not playing, you know, that year not playing, I think that he's knocked off a lot of that rust, you know, and I think that mentally TJ could go run our offense right now. He could, you know, there's it just whether or not he's the best guy physically or not, but. Mentally, would not be an issue. I promise you. Even with all the intricacies that that are involved. You got a bunch of seniors on this team. Does it feel like that? It feels like it on defense. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you have them on offense too, but there's really two different elements that are going on out there. You know, on, on defense, because most of the guys, not all of them, but most of the guys were guys that were already, you know, playing. Yeah. You know, and then you got on offense. On offense, you know, Harwell wasn't playing. Tony was more of a was a more of a back than a wide receiver. Coleman really wasn't playing. Brandon was but was a backup F. I mean, you know, so there's a you know I mentioned most of the skill guys with except with the exception of Jamey. I mean, you think about it, they're all and with the production we've had in the passing game, that might be a might be a good thing. Might not be a bad thing, so so to speak. 
Okay, but that being said, you know, there's, you know, you feel it a lot more, you feel it a lot more on defense. But I think that the 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 good news is, although I think we're thin, uh, we're thin at uh, at a few positions on offense. The pl- the front line players, I think, are good enough to win with. And you know, obviously, you have to stay healthy and all that other stuff, but. I'd be I'd be a little bit more, more concerned if the front line players weren't good enough to win with you know then 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 you got no chance. Now that you've seen them run around and you know actually get out there and scrimmage and execute and practice and all that stuff, uh, you're pretty pleased with what they did over the off season over the winter. Um, I have a lot of confidence in Scott Hosopel in 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 what he does. So I really, uh, I, w- I would always, I would always be surprised if that w- the answer to that question weren't yes, sure. and it's ju- just as much the answer is because of Hosop. I mean, Hosop was as good as they get now, and and they both the, he's he's the true love hate coach. He's utopia as a strength coach. They they hate his guts and they love him at the same time. Because he knows that fine line between riding them, but caring for them, and I think that those qualities are the the the, the necessary qualities to be a successful strength and condition coach. You have to push them way past the limit they thought they were capable of, but at the same time they have to know you care. And I don't think that there's a player on the team that doesn't look at it that way. You know, remember now, Scott has a lot more access to the players than than all the assistant coaches and the head coach do. He's with them all. He's the guy who's with them the most of anyone. You know, so I think that his his rapport and relationship is is vital, is critical to, you know, to this to the development of your football team. And I'm obviously a big fan. With your defensive line, are you re- are you reaching now? No. This is this is the this is the reaching part of the. I, you could tell. I just had a long <coughs> time. You always you always bust me for yeah. not letting anybody else in. So. Well, you know it'd be nice. <laughs> That's okay. With your with your defensive line, I mean guys like Kevin Young and, and Kiba, you know they're gone. They contributed quite a lot, and obviously we're key parts of your defense. With what you have, are you trying to piece that together on the D line now, or do you have to wait until all the you know the, the rest of the guys get here? I think that we it's we had this conversation this morning that you know you let's 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 look at this logically okay mm-hmm. you'd th- you'd have to think that Fletcher walking in the door let's start with Fletcher you'd have to think of Fletcher walking in the door would be more ready to play than the high school kids you'd have to think that okay now I'm not even talking about you know I'm not a Lobie and Mosby yet, you know. It's you know because that's that's a whole another set of guys that are up up there too, and then you got the, the fearsome foursome of the freshmen coming in. And I said to Buddy today, I said, let's not rule anybody out. Let's not just assume that these kids are going to come in and we're going to you know sit them for a year and and put them in strength and conditioning. Now, Utopia, Matt is th- exactly that okay but you know we don't know you know we don't know of those guys that comes in here if there's guys that are ready for prime time or not 
I think that that's why I tell every single recruit, don't come in with the intent that you're going to be redshirted. Come in with the intent that you're going to end up playing yourself at the too deep in your play. And I said, if you, if you don't play yourself into the too deep, you know, and we don't get a bunch of injuries, then, then we'll save you. You know, so I think that that's the, that's the right approach to have, especially when you're coming with a team that's been 1-11, 3-9. and, one and, 11, three and nine. I mean, there are opportunities for the right freshmen to come along and play themselves into the mix. Where's Justin McKay? Justin's running, uh, running, behind, running behind Coleman. Okay. And... You know, he had a rough couple of days in the beginning. I think his best practice, his best practice was Sunday, which is an encouraging thing. You know, I think that uh, he's a different player. You know, he's a different player than Rod. Or, uh, he's 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 big and physical. And um, you know, the one thing that Eric's spending a lot of time is is trying to teach him that they're not this they're not the same player. So you have to use different fundamentals and techniques to go ahead and. And be successful, and I think that you know I, I feel very confident watching watching that happen. That uh, that almost all these guys are showing signs of improvement. You said you like what you've seen from Eric so far. Mm -hmm. First time you you've worked with him. I mean, is, is there a feeling out process there where you have to kind of see how he does things, and, and have you done that extensively yet, or just kind of leave? Well, I I've spent a lot of time watching the wide receivers. I, I watch, spend most of my time watching the positions that I think are the, uh, the biggest question marks. So I watch the offensive line. I watch the defensive line. You know, I watch the wide receivers. You know, you know look, at, I'm going I'm to spend plenty of time during practice watching the running backs and the tight ends. And, you know, but, you know, you want to you spend your time where, where you know, you you have questions yourself that you'd like to that you you'd like to know what the answers are. Have you seen any changes, Jake? I mean, you know this. We talked to him when we got a chance to chat with him last week or whenever that was, the week before. You know about this. It's a new offense. It's his senior year. It's his last chance at this thing, and, and just the urgency that comes with that. Do you see a different guy, or is he the same, same, same guy? I don't think Jake Heaps has changed one bit. You know, I think that that's one of the biggest pros that you could ever say about this guy. You know, you know, he's driven to be successful on and off the field. Okay, it's important. It's really, really important to him. And you know, he's he's got great leadership about him on top of everything else. So I, I don't see. I mean, he's excited because of the newness, you know. Sure. And obviously, with the lack of production we had last year, I'd be excited with the newness too if I were playing. You know, because you know when I sat there and when go back and evaluated on what we needed to do, we obviously needed to make changes, or else we're going to be three and nine again. So that's why we made changes. That's why I fired the offensive coordinator. I, I don't remember, but uh, no, Heaney knows. Heaney knows where 
our bread is buttered. You know, he's not that stupid, contrary to popular belief, you know. He, you know, uh, actually Ben's been, Ben's been great out there, you know, working working his butt off, you know, showing more leadership. You know, sometimes you're picked a captain just because you're the best player. You know, that happens a lot of time in, in sports. You, you don't pick the right guy, captain. You know, you pick the guy who's the best player, not who's the best leader. But, you know, you know Ben is clearly, clearly one, if not the leader of the defense. How's evaluation of recruiting? Is that <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad you said that because we just had this. We just had a staff meeting on this yesterday. You know, I think that um, we had gone through. You know, I had gone through maybe thirty guys that uh, that the staff wanted us to wanted us to offer. You know, so I had gone through a whole bunch of them, and there were a whole bunch of guys that. You know, uh, one thing we do. Here, that you know, that it's a little new to our staff. Is I don't offer guys until after we get a transcript in. You know, so I mean, if I don't have a transcript, in other words, I want to know whether a kid. I could see whether a kid can play or not. You know, I can watch the tape and see whether he can play. But you know, do you know whether he can read and write? I'm saying that that that's that's a, that's important to me. Um, now, I'm not saying he has to be magna cum laude. But uh, what I'm saying is if he comes to KU and we offer him a scholarship and he comes here, I want to know that uh, I, I want to know that the odds of him graduating are very high. So that's one of the stumbling blocks sometimes where the recruiting gurus want to know why somebody is not offered. Well, one, we might not think he's any good, even if, if, if they think they're good. One, or two, there might be reasons why you don't offer them. Like all of a sudden their grade point average is a 176, or they got nine on the ACT. I mean, there's reasons why you don't offer people besides the fact that they're a good player. You know, everyone th sits there and watches a 15-play clip on, on, on the Internet and say, he's, oh, he's got great feet. Well, what the hell do you know about his feet? I mean, can he read and write? Do you have any idea of that? I mean, there's more to it than just what kind of feet he has. So there, there was my, 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 my last response. I told you nothing, but it still was a good answer, wasn't it? <laughs>